Facts and lies and rock and roll. Do, 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 do. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Facts and Lies and Rock and Roll uh, with me, Planty. And with me this week, I have got a returning guest, the first returning guest for a Facts and Lies. Oh, no, that's not strictly true. But you were the first person that ever did a Facts and Lies and Rock and Roll with. And I still haven't fucking got it down. Uh, it's Mono. <laughs> how are you, mate? Hey, how are we? Yeah, very well. Uh, the, uh, the the master of something, right? <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> I'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> master of some shit. Uh, yeah. That's more like um, it. <laughs> have you got your wingman with you this week? Oh, you know I have. Oh. She's always here. Ah, is she? Yes. In, are you all right? Always, yeah. Always in spirit, if not in voice. Fantastic. I'm now, generally I've lurking gotta... around, kind of like what I do on social media. <laughs> i got to put this out there. We have not had a falling out. <laughs> says That's you. it. I'm, I'm says you, you prick. I'm putting it to bed, you fucking cunt, right? That's just Irish for we love you. Oh, but then. <laughs> like, horrible, horrible abuse is, is like oh, a yeah. common wooing tactic in this country. <laughs> it's just hardcore flirting going on between me and you, Fanti. That's all it was. Yeah, this is just unresolved sexual tension. It's not, not, our, not, our <laughs> not our fault that Twitterverse couldn't pick up on it correctly. <laughs> Apparently, there's no tone in text. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, look, you've uh, we, we've as as podcast we've we've done a lot of shit together, including having John on your podcast. Yeah, John is coming yeah. next. Well, depending on when this episode goes up, next week or or it'll last week. It'll be live. But, uh, no, it'll be live now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we had John on uh, because. You and your terrible taste in movies wouldn't let him cover Underworld. So he said, John, come over here. And We're not anywhere near as stricter up ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you said to him, but he came back on my podcast, our podcast, and said, uh, and said, yeah, why won't you let me do that? I'm like, fucking hell, just because you had the weekend at, just you had the weekend at dad and stepmums doesn't mean you can come back here now. I you think... filled him full of Fanta and like crazy ideas and sent him back to you. <laughs> you filled him full of pop rocks and uh, quality street oh. pennies and sent well, him think... back. Oh, I think quality street if there's, penny. If there's one thing that we can agree on, Planty, it's that we can never let John and Kira run off and have a podcast together because it will just be madness. Oh, he could, yeah. Couldn't... I was I was trying to get into the old uh, summary for the episode, and Kira was talking about um, his ridiculously long cuffs. Why are yeah, the cuffs they, of their shirt that again. fucking long? And, uh, and John did nothing but encourage her. Did nothing but encourage her. <laughs> yeah, like See, I this need is encouragement. The thing. You've got hosts and you've got co-hosts, and never the twain shall mix. <laughs> it, 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 it just imagine it. Were it just you and I in an episode, it'd be dry as fuck. Put those two on an episode, and it's just like a fucking explosion in a box factory. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty I much, yeah. Explosion in a paint factory. Uh, they I, turned I my co-host into a box. A <laughs> box. <laughs> right, you two. Uh, what song have you bought uh, for us to discuss today? Uh, we have brought "Craftsmanship" by Book Sixty Five. Right. First of all, will you stop bringing me new favourite songs? Ah, excellent. This is fucking brilliant well now it's funny you should say that because i thought about being mean and continuing our food and bringing on the like most new metal song i could possibly no, think seriously, of seriously he was actually going to use oh i was in, i was in group chats asking my mates like what's the most cringiest <laughs> new metal song you can think of and then kira was like hey why not suggest or why not go with book 65 and i was like you know what that's a way better idea than winding yeah. plenty up <laughs> this 
this is fucking brilliant because I absolutely love spoken word stuff anyway. Uh, one of my favourite artists of all time, Scroobius Pimp. And yeah. I got huge, huge Pimp vibes from this. Uh, yeah, Book has been around for fucking ages. He was one of the first hip-hop artists I ever got into. Um, like, back probably around 2002, 2003, when I was I know, 18 or 19, so old enough to be <clears throat> out of my metal-only phase anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, there's something about, and this album in particular, that it's off, Talking Honky Blues, was kind of a departure from his, his previous sound. And it has, Craftsmanship is a great example of it, because it has this whole, like, blues gas, blues country feel and vibe across the whole album and that's what I, I love about Book 65, it's, it's kind of one of his defining sounds um, but before and after he's gone a lot of different directions as well but, but this for me is just like peak Book 65 it's, it, 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 it defies any kind of genre this to me I think this is there's, there's nothing like this. This makes me think of if it was the music version of a Coen Brothers film. I think he's a character out of a Coen Brothers film. It is how it feels. You know, you're not very wrong. He absolutely is a character. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Especially when he's on stage. I've seen him. We've been looking to see him. I know what, like four times? He plays, he, 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 he doesn't play much anymore. He kind of, he took a hiatus, a, a long enough hiatus there in 2014 and only came back uh, in 2020 with a, a collaboration and then he released some new stuff there this year. But um, he's always played Ireland, he's always been happy to play Ireland and he's one of these people who just has endless stories in between songs and... Um, just mad little like anecdotes and stuff like that. And a little it's just yeah, him and a set of decks, and that's it. And occasionally he and will. And he'll have... try out new things as well. He'll throw stuff out to the crowd and be like, "Here, this is working on," and play a little bit and get crowd interactions and stuff like that as well. The last gig we were at of his, he had the bootleg version of his album that was all remixed. Yeah, just literally burnt burnt onto a CD with a marker written on the with the name written on it, marker, and he was. Selling that, it after the show. That's beautiful. That's what you want. That's what you want. I, I went oh, to yeah. a, a, B, a B Dolan gig. Um, it's also a, a, a American rapper in Glasgow, and that's what he was selling. He was selling just a fucking, just a version that he knocked up in his studio. Buddy Peace was at that gig as well. I think he was great. So yeah, I think I think that's just what they do, and, and great. Where's the overheads in that? There isn't. Yeah. And he's, he's great for doing stuff on the fly because the last time we saw him, um, it was in a venue that had like two, well, two venues and one, like, and we were downstairs in this smaller section. And uh, English heavy metal band, crap, what were they called? A real old school English heavy metal Saxon. band, Saxon. Oh, Saxon wow. Were, Saxon were playing upstairs. It's a and, converted, it's a converted um, nightclub that they've turned into a venue, a three-four venue, and they can actually have three different bands, three different playing, bands on, yeah, playing so, three different genres at the same time. We we were downstairs with Buck Sixty Five, and on the the kind of ground floor, uh, Saxon were playing, and he's a mad, he's one of these people who's into everything and all pull samples from everywhere, and he was like, "How y'all feel about Saxon playing tonight?" And there was a bit of a 
a bit of a yell because he always draws a mixed crowd. And he was like, hang on a second. And he just started fiddling around with his laptop and whipped out a Saxon sample and worked it into a song and just started rapping over it. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, you oh, he's got to love that kind of dedication to the fucking craft, haven't you? Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's fucking brilliant. And yeah. it, you get such great crowd interaction at his shows as well because everybody just really appreciates what he does. And particularly over here, everybody really appreciates that he always used to play in Ireland. Um, so they pelt him with fruit pastilles. Yeah. They, <laughs> he's a Canadian and he can't get fruit pastilles. Rain trees, fruit pastilles and okay. the thing over there. So he's, one time he said that he, he really likes Rain trees, fruit pastilles. And any time he comes to Ireland or the UK, he buys them. And every time after, since he sent, sent them or said that, um, he just gets packs of them thrown on stage at him whenever he plays in Ireland. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> Unexpected. <laughs> so what's what's this about? Because this has got, to my mind, this has got a story. Yeah. Uh, a lot of his stuff does, but the man is just a class storyteller. But this one I've always loved because it just takes something, a really simple concept and a really simple story. And, and he says so much with it because, as you probably tell from listening to the lyrics, it's about a guy who spent his whole life shining shoes in a train station. Mm-hmm. and um, he takes you through his his method of shining shoes, how he does it, why it's important to do it the way he does, and, and the kind of overall um, message that the, the shoe shiner is trying to get across is that take your time, do the job well, don't worry about trying to get it done fast, and, and you will you will build a, a loyal customer base, and people will keep coming back to you, and it's all about the, the craftsmanship involved in whatever you do. And I've always loved it because he takes something so simple, just a, a real simple job, shine and choose. But no matter what it is you do, you can always take pride in any job. As far as I'm concerned, you can take pride in what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this uh, this is a bit of a job that doesn't exist now, right? Uh, I think the only the last time the only time I ever see them anymore is in airports. Airports, airports still have shoe hotels. shine and yeah, and fancy hotels. Because the palace has one. Yeah, I think is it is it a, is it a thing for the super rich now? Yeah, it's the luxury of being able to sit down and have your shoes shined. Like I'd go, I'd say like train stations as well because you're waiting around. It's somewhere where people mm. stop and have the time. Yeah, well, I suppose yeah. not not as much in train stations nowadays, but that's probably why you still see them in airports because yeah. airports you definitely have time to fucking wait <laughs> around. That's that's absolutely right. I can guarantee you there's not going to be one in Newcastle Airport when I'm there in a couple of days' time. Uh, there's not going to be a Geordie bloke going, oh, man, shine your shoes, leak. Why, <laughs> <laughs> you've made a rinse of that bit. <laughs> but, I mean, he even, he, he even alludes to that in the song because the, the last line of the song is... Um, Oh fuck! I've forgotten it now. Normally, I have no problem remembering the lyrics of, of the song. Villain in sneakers is killing my business. Yeah, I was trying to remember the whole line, but yeah, it's about the the casual clothes in the office. What is this? The villain in sneakers is killing my business. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, so it's a little hint of of that already. Mm. Um, but also apparently, the the song can be viewed a bit as kind of um, uh, well, his 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 feelings about the music industry at the time, where right, okay. Um, he had just been signed to a, a major label for that album that that's on Talking Hunky Blues and found that they were just absolutely concerned with CD sales. Didn't give a shit about anything else. 
um, and that that was just a label and an industry kind of that was just a facet of how the industry worked at the time uh, yeah. that that was all they were focused on for for making their money as opposed to you know concerts and, and merch and all that sort of stuff which is where a lot of bands make their money like the biggest yes. the the one of the biggest consistently selling bands or not selling bands but um like highest earning bands every year in the u.s take a stab at who it might be um metallica dave matthews band what yeah they tour they tour every college stadium in the country every year and they just rake it in man music why what Dave Matthews Band is just like it's, it's every freshman with a guitar loves Dave Matthews Band in America. Oh, okay. And yeah, they just they they consistently just rake it in because they're just constantly touring and that's where they make their money. But that was um something that that book found was that that it was <laughs> really hard for him to kind of get anywhere and and make a turnover just through CD sales because unless you're a massively, you know, worldwide known artist, you're not going to break even even off cd sales no no absolutely not uh the t-shirts though that's the sweetest plum <laughs> as crusty says yeah oh the t-shirts they're the sweetest plum uh, oh, fuck yeah. me especially if you were at those goddamn garth brooks gigs here recently where they were charging 150 quid for a garth brooks uh official GA- garth brooks official gaa t-shirt I've got to be honest, I wouldn't mind. I, I, no, I do the, fancy a GAA t-shirt, but not with fucking Garth no, Brooks. No, the GAA, the GAA are money-grabbing cunts. They are money-grabbing oh, no, cunts. I'll buy mine second-hand off eBay. I'll buy it second-hand off eBay. <laughs> buy it straight off a player. They could use the money. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Inse- instead right, of, instead of filling the pockets of the cunts yeah. who run the company. and, and the uh, I just yeah, that'll be a whole other rant. <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting. That does not look let's, as popular let's, here either. Let's, oh, let's oh, yeah, do a fucking really anti GAA podcast. That's great. Yeah. We are really not popular in Tipperary with that sort of view, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. No, I can imagine. Uh, I can imagine you. You're not. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's Limerick for me or nobody. So there you go. That'll that'll upset everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to add to this about this brilliant piece of music? Um, just well, the music itself, like the that's one of the things that I've all, that always attracted me to book at the start was it was something that I had never heard before. It was yeah. rap. It was um, there's bits that are rocky. There's there's blues. This one in particular was quite a kind of bluesy country feel to it. Well, this whole mm-hmm. album runs kind of all the. Um, it covers every it's got wicked and weird on it which is quite upbeat and funky yeah and has a really slapping bass line yeah 463 is quite a heavy song yeah uh roses and blue jays which is the love the about his mom and dad so it's more about his father after his mother passed it's away way, another great song. beautiful beautiful song it's very slow and um very soft yeah so they does this album hits every kind of beat that he does yeah you get a really good feel for him off this album and that was one of the reasons why i picked a song off this album but in particular this one um i think just always spoke to me because i just like the idea of 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 just what he's trying to get across of of taking pride in your work and and regardless of what it is how simple or, or difficult it is um but it's it's just a song that's always always stuck with me. It's kind of like the last song I brought on. I didn't have any mad 
they're probably actually less deeper meaning than this one because I had the whole Lord of the Rings thing going on with the last one and Greek mythology. Yes. Um, I just just really love this song. <laughs> really, what, really what love was, it. What was happening to Mono in what two thousand and three when you heard this? What whereabouts were you and what were you doing? Uh, I was. Uh, what was I doing? I was just starting college. <laughs> through, through, a, through a fog of weed. What were you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I was, it was after, it was, I was just before the summer that I started college, I would have gotten into him. Um, I had, I suppose, wasn't too long out of what would have been my longest relationship at the time of two years and thought the world was ending when that happened, was starting to get over it, <laughs> starting to get over it at that point. Um and that was, yeah, that was a particularly cool summer. I started hanging out with a bunch of new people and listening to new music. And I just, I have fond memories of, of book for that. But then um, just as an artist and, and getting into his whole musical catalogue was just, it was fun to dive into something that was completely different at the time as well. Yeah. And I have never looked back. <laughs> well, I, for one, am absolutely delighted that you've been able to bring this. Um, it, uh, listeners, go away and... and, and uh, don't don't let this guy pass you by book 65 because it's really good and i'm going to be uh, i'm going to be hitting some more Definitely. of this up uh, on holiday i think this coming week this yeah this. 463 is a great jacket because um it's about he was actually on track to be a baseball professional baseball player oh yeah and it's it's about that decision uh, kind of yeah it's it, it, it's almost it's a autobiographical kind of song yeah. he's a few of them he's one of those people who does uh when he tells stories like that, you're never sure how much of it is truth and how much of it is, is worked Especially, in for the sake of song. Um, if, if you came across The Centaur. Yes. <laughs> That's a great song. He has a song called The Centaur. That's about being okay. a centaur. Excellent. <laughs> a, that that, that probably is less likely centaur. to happen. All right. Okay. <laughs> yes. And who, but, uh, who better this... to know about Greek accurate centaurs than you, Pear? <laughs> <laughs> but this, this song is on... Um, Talking Honky Blues from 2002, 2003, 2003, I think. Yeah. But in 2005, he released, uh, it's kind of a compilation, a compilation album of his earlier work, but he's reworked a lot of the songs to be in the style, in that more bluesgrassy style called This Right Here is Book 65. And it has a couple of the songs off Talking Honky Blues, including Craftsmanship and that Centaur song we were just talking about. And one of my other all-time favorites, Pants on Fire. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great title. It's a great title. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely oh. look that out and listen. Can, can you guess what it might be about? <laughs> uh, is it about some lying bastard? It is. <laughs> yes, it is. Fantastic. <laughs> look, the pair of you, thank you so much for coming on and bringing, uh, bringing this. Uh, well, tell the listeners at home where they can get you for more of this fucking nonsense. <laughs> so if you want our, our most rambly nonsense, you can check us out over on Monorant at the Movies where we... Uh, Sorry, where we cover some of our, our favourite cult, lesser-known films and also just some well-known schlock as well. Uh, Planty and his co-host, John, have both been guests on our podcast. And then the other place you can find us is over on Monorant's The Boys, where we cover every episode of Amazon's TV show, The Boys. Uh, we covered there. Oh, it's Colin Robinson! Ah! Fuck my podcast, there's a cat on the screen. <laughs> That's what I care about. Yeah, we also do the boys. Whatever. Go listen to that too. More cats. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I, look, I, I, I recommend 
at your podcast at every opportunity that, that I can, uh, especially because it's of, of the line that we've all nicked now from uh, from Punk of films that you've probably seen at house parties. Um, yeah, I was delighted when you, you gave us that to, one. You all went to shit house parties because uh, <laughs> films watching films at mine. Uh, anyway, enough of that. You uh, yeah, were there long the- enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was always, uh, I always passed out in the corner somewhere. Uh, yeah, that's when you watch no. the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I love you two so much. I really, I'm so grateful that you make time for me on, on, on a regular basis. I'm so grateful that your podcast exists for me to listen to. It used to be day one. I'm not in the car as much as I used to be now, but I do eventually get round to it, uh, along with all the other fantastic podcasts that I listen to and some shit ones. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you, you guys keep doing what you're doing because it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It really is enjoyable. Oh, thank you so much, man. And hey, look, day one or not, um, in terms of the listen, you've been supporting us since day one of the podcast. So I was grateful for everything you do. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, it's it, it, it's a long time coming, but you'll uh, you'll 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 hit it semi big soon. Uh, you'll be up there with <laughs> film floggers before we know it. Uh, <laughs> the you'll, dizzying you'll, be record, you'll be you'll be you'll be recording from Ty- from Taiwan before we know it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. But thanks, both of you. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having us back, man. Facts and lies and rock and roll was very good indeed.